Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. A Dear Media original podcast. Hi, welcome to Good Instincts. I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. This should feel good, like really good. And it will, I promise. In this week's episode, we had Pamela Salzman come and we had such an amazing episode with her. We actually broke it up into two separate episodes. So the first episode is really geared toward meal prep and really easy sheet pan meals. And then the second episode is on how Pamela dealt with a very picky eating son. And now he eats everything, by the way, and also strategies for healthy family meals. I hope you enjoy this episode and make sure to tune in next week for part two. I am so happy to introduce Pamela Salzman, one of my favorite home cooks around. She's also an amazing cookbook author and a cooking teacher here in LA. Thank you so much for being here. I am so happy to chat with you today. This is going to be so fun. So this week we talked about demystifying meal prep. I think a lot of people find it intimidating and I thought you would be the perfect person to talk to because I know you do some meal prep, but you do it in this way that is super sustainable. So what type of meal prep do you do at home? Okay, so I have been meal prepping pretty much my whole marriage because my mom meal prepped. Meal prep can be different things to different people. And what I think, you know, people have to figure out is what works for them. But when you say I meal prep sustainably, it's because I meal prep with intention. I don't just make a bunch of stuff to make a bunch of stuff so that I like have stuff on hand. That actually doesn't really work well for me. I like to meal prep with intention, meaning like it starts with the meal plan. I figure out what I'm going to have for dinner every night. I don't really plan my breakfast and I don't plan lunches. I mean, school lunch when my son, when my kids were at home, I would plan school lunches a little bit loosely, but it was really about the dinner. The things that I will meal prep without intention are things that like I for sure know I'm going to use these things like plant milk, granola, salad dressing, clean lettuce, you know, stuff like that. But otherwise, I'm looking at my meal plan and I'm figuring out, okay, what component can I prep in advance? I think also people think that when you meal prep, you're literally like, sitting in your kitchen all day on a Sunday and you're going to make every meal that you're going to eat 
for the next five days and you're just like reheating stuff. And that's fine. You can do that. But I don't, that's not how it works for me. So I personally like prepping components. I like prepping sauces, marinades. I'll even do like my, like I said, my salad dressings or I'll prep like vegetables, you know, so that they're clean, they're ready to go. I always have a jar of garlic in the fridge that I've peeled, ready to go. Herbs, washed, ready to go. So those are the things that help me. But I think what people need to figure out is like, okay, where are you struggling? Are you struggling because you come home at six and you need dinner on the table at 630? Because that's a different strategy. I think that's really helpful. And it makes a ton of sense. And we talked about that a little bit, which is kind of focusing more on meal assembly and less on meal prep and having those things that you could, in theory, throw together with like the dressing or, you know, an easy protein and some lettuce and make like a little lettuce wrap, especially even if that's what you're eating as you're prepping dinner for your kids or something. And the idea, exactly what you're saying it has to work for you. So I think that that's a really good point. What really it comes down to is also like, in my opinion, the meal plan goes hand in hand with the meal prep. I I am, even though I can really make a lot of things on the fly because of just experience in cooking, I, I don't function as well at the end of the day. You know, if you have kids, like you're driving them, they want help with homework and blah, blah, blah. Or you just like your business and you need, you know, to finish emails. You're pulled in different directions. And I also personally do not appreciate having a dinner cloud over my head all day long. It really takes my focus away things that are important, like work and, you know, again, taking care of the kids or whatever my other commitments are. And I don't, I just don't like that voice in my head being like, okay, wait, you still haven't figured out dinner yet. Like, what should you have defrosted that chicken? Okay, you haven't defrosted the chicken. So what are you going to make? Do you have another pro? Like, I just can't work that. I can't live like that. So that's a really good point. And I think we've talked about that a bunch just in terms of like decision fatigue. And there are so many decisions that we have to make all day. And I think there are so many recipes right now and that we have access to so many recipes on Instagram, on Pinterest, uh, you know, like earmarked. And I think the reality is that we have access to way more than we can ever make. And so we see these recipes online. It looks really good, but are we ever going to make them? And for anyone that doesn't know, Pamela has written these cookbooks that I'm not even just saying this, I've cooked through them. They're like recipes that you want to make for your household. So can you help us? And this is probably more basic than you're thinking, but I actually think people really want this. How does someone who wants to cook more at home and maybe not every night, because that's not necessarily realistic, but having some recipes, when do you start thinking about it? When do you start shopping for it, like running a household that way. I think that you're so expert at that. And I would love if you could kind of like honestly really simplify it for us in terms of like, when are we supposed to be doing those things? Yeah, it's basically, it's about creating systems and a system that works for you. I modeled it originally after my mom. My mom worked full time. She had no help. She would meal plan on a Saturday morning and then she would go to the store. It was much easier for my mother because she would just make her greatest hits. So my mom did her meal planning on a Saturday. What I do is I do what I call the fridge scan on a Friday afternoon. I look to see like, what do I need to get used up? 
I bring that to the front. I kind of just take inventory. I literally do this once a week. It keeps me in touch with what I have. You know, I'm also challenging myself to take stuff out of the freezer and use what I have in the freezer. So I do this fridge scan and then I make notes on like actually just a notepad. I love that. And so I say to myself, okay, we have the broccoli. This needs to get used up this week. So then I know that something in the next week dinner planner needs to have broccoli. And then I just, you know, have not really like a formula, but we don't eat certain things and we do eat other things. So I like to have fish twice a week. We have something vegan twice a week, maybe something vegetarian once, maybe poultry once. I know that we're going out on this particular night. You know, that's kind of how I plug it in just so I can provide variety in our diet. And that's one of the the benefits of meal planning is you can be more strategic. Like you can plan for that variety. For people that have different eating styles within their own homes, meal planning is even that much more essential because you have some time. Let's just say it's on a Saturday to think about it. And then I just jot down what I'm making. If it's helpful for you to cook once, eat twice, then you do that. Or if you're cooking a chicken one night, you might as well make two. And then you can have it in another way. You can repurpose it the next day or two days later. So you can try and think that way if it's helpful as well. But again, my point is that the system has to work for you. Because of what I do for a living, I do tend to shop more. So, you know, I'm I'm out there a little bit more. But before I started teaching classes and having, you know, website, et cetera, I would only shop once a week. And if I was making chicken on a Friday, I would throw it in the freezer or whatever. So some of my friends were like, well, what about if you want to eat raspberries like on the following Sunday? I'm like, we don't. (laughs) Right, like what you shop for is it? The one thing I really wanted to ask you was, you know, you do these sheet pan meals and I think it's just so down and dirty. And what I've learned from our listeners and just clients and friends is that like those really easy things on one pan are such a hit. I was wondering if you could like walk us through any of your favorites that kind of are a hit. I know there was one with like chicken and artichoke hearts that we made one time, but like there's, I know you have a couple. That's a good one. Boneless, skinless chicken cut up with zucchini, uh, frozen defrosted artichoke hearts and cherry tomatoes with like kind of a basic seasoning. It's like, you can't go wrong. So how long did they cook that for? 18 minutes. 18 minutes at 425, 425, 18 minutes. Try it. I've honestly had it. It's very lovely. I mean, that's the kind of thing like in terms of like a takeaway for someone listening right now is just like, honestly, kind of golden. You could do that tonight. A hundred percent. I mean, it's there. The seasoning is very basic. Most people have paprika and garlic powder and salt and pepper. Yeah. And a little olive oil. I mean, there's nothing to it. If you want it with cauliflower rice or rice, like great. If you don't, you can throw some potato wedges in the oven too. I mean, I think also... Not putting pressure on ourselves to have to make different things all the time. Yeah. I mean, is your family going to ask for their money back? Are they going (laughs) to fire you? Like, they're not. Trust me, they're going to keep coming back for more because (laughs) nobody else wants to cook. Okay, so just do whatever the hell you want to do and make it easy for yourself. So with the sheet can meal, it's great. I mean, it's one pan. You can get your protein, your veg all on the same sheet pan. Generally speaking, it's pretty quick. The whole key with the sheet pan is 
matching the protein cook time with the vegetable cook time. And if you are not matching them, then the thing that takes longer gets a head start. Uh, and then you can pull it out and then put the rest of the stuff in there. Mm. So let's just say you wanted to do that same dish, but with salmon. Right. So you're going to give the veg a head start and work backwards and figure out how long the salmon is going to take. So maybe your salmon's only going to take eight minutes. So you give your veggies a 10-minute head start. Or if you're doing longer cooking veggies, you give it a whatever head start. And then you throw your salmon on and pop it all back in. I think that's so helpful. Yeah, it's like that's that's the whole key to hand meal. So it's like, it's supposed to be easy, but I think the the only way to really screw it up is if you put like boneless, skinless, like strips of chicken on a sheet pan with giant wedges of potato. The potato is not going to cook. Yeah, 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 exactly. That makes complete sense. I think that that's so helpful. I'm sure that sounds like so basic to you, but it actually really isn't. And I think that these are things, these fundamental things. I think people know how to go really kind of extra with it, with all these ingredients and all these steps and they'll do it. And they're like, oh my God, that was good, but it took so long. And now like, it's not sustainable for, for weeknights. And I think for you are such an inspiration in that way of like getting really nice, meals on the table. Also, I'm really excited by the idea that like Instagram isn't like such a editorialized picture thing anymore. Like we can put out kind of your stuff is not ugly, but it is definitely not like it feels like home cooked food, which I think everyone really real. appreciates. Yeah, exactly. Really real. I mean, Instagram has gone a little more messy fun in <laughs> the kitchen, you yeah. know, where it used to be like super stylized. You People had hired, you know, food photographers and stylists. And it's not like that anymore. I mean, thank God. Well, okay, let me make one last Tell point me, yes. on my hand about the whole sheet pan thing is, you know, once you've made, like, let's just say you make that chicken recipe with the artichokes and zucchini and tomatoes. The seasoning is very basic, but if you can see the formula in that recipe, and then you can start playing around with different seasoning. There are so many amazing seasoning blends now that you don't even have to think about that. So let's just say you've used, you know, some other seasoning blend on chicken. Like, let's just say it's like a Middle Eastern spice blend. Then you can season your chicken with that. And you can then start playing around with other vegetables and you've created something completely different. Or you toss your chicken with taco seasoning. And then instead of those veggies, you do strips of bell pepper and onion. And all of a sudden, you have a fajita sheet pan chicken dinner. I think that's so important because it's like you genuinely don't need to recreate the wheel. Chefs do this all day long. You think it's a new recipe, but it's not. It's like a tried and true technique to formula. I mean, and then they just swapped out different things. I mean, I could do this all day with formulas. They're all formulas. The dinner equation trips people up because like we're tired. The day is over. We already did all the things. And now we have to get food on the table and like to have a really nice dinner that doesn't feel meh and feels kind of like fussed over, but didn't actually take all that legwork, I think is such a gift. Pamela, this is so helpful. I feel like these are things that people could literally do today and could make a really big difference. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Good Instincts. Hosted and written by me, Shira Barlow. You can find me on Instagram at Shira underscore RD. Good Instincts is a Dear Media Daily, 